you're about to spend a life-changing hour with a woman who's done more than just talk about dramatic self-transformation. She achieved it, then literally wrote the book on it, leaving countless success stories in her wake. Will yours be next? Find out now and every Friday on The Cat James Show. And now your host, Cat James. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cat James Show. I hope you're ready to be transformed because today I'm going to bring you part two of our Dangerous Beauty series. Uh, and this we started last week with really a definitive show on hair color. Um, the hair color uh, show that we did featured a few guests who were on the absolute cutting edge, literally the research and development people from the companies you've known for years, uh, some with Aveda, some with Clairol, who developed the first uh, non-toxic permanent hair color. And so uh, this is something that uh, has been a very um, uh, useful thing for people who are concerned about the toxicity of hair color. Well, this week, we're going to take this a step further in this healthy ingredients series that I'm doing called Dangerous Beauty. Uh, and what I'm going to do is start this first segment with some tidbits from my book, The Truth About Beauty. Uh, the Truth About Beauty originally came out in 2002. It is a bestseller uh, and also uh, recently won a Silver Nautilus Award it is packed full of uh, information on cosmetic ingredients. And so what I want to sort of preface um, my guest, Stacy Malkin, who will be on in the next segment, I want to preface this with some basic information to get you thinking about why, if this doesn't concern you, why uh, it really should. Uh, first of all, the concept of topical products going in uh, to the skin or not going into it I just want to forever uh, change any doubt that you have or eliminate any doubt that you have that these products are going into the skin. They certainly are. So just know that what goes on the skin goes in. And an interesting point uh, that, that I can make there is way back in the years before I came to New York City and to be a makeup artist and before I became an author, I uh, was in beauty school in Battle Creek, Michigan. And when I first was going to go and start to do that, my father checked into uh, health insurance for me. And uh, the health insurance uh, was almost denied or, or really uh, had an extremely high rate. And we came to find out that cosmetologists get all sorts of interesting diseases at much higher rates than regular people. So looking more into that and something we covered last week is the fact, for example, that cosmetologists have a much higher rate of different myelomas and certain things that have also been found in population studies to uh, be very high in people who use a lot of dark hair color, for example. And so um, just know that what goes on goes in. And let's talk a little bit about regulation. Uh, and in, in the, my book, The Truth About Beauty, I, I have a, a section called How Regulation Doesn't Work. Uh, now, in a 1994 study, which I mentioned last week, uh, published in the Journal of the National Cancer Institute, researchers examined the relationship between the use of permanent hair dyes and selected fatal cancers. 
in over 500,000 women and concluded that women who used dark hair dyes over a long period of time may have increased risk of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Now, uh, even though this research was done, uh, even the FDA attempted to require a warning label on permanent hair coloring, and after the studies showed, uh, even in a 1970s study, also confirmed the danger, uh, they were thwarted by a regulatory loophole. Um, and most, the vast majority, which uh, my guest will talk about, the, mass, the vast majority of ingredients in natural cosmetics have not been safety tested. So this is something, uh, you know, if you compare, for example, what the European Union's list of safe cosmetics ingredients that they'll let people use and compare those to the ingredients uh, that are allowed to be used here in America, uh, you will be amazed uh, at, at how very differently the regulation is handled. And so if I'm not trying to uh, have you feel, have, a, you know, an alarming day, but it is time, if you haven't already, to really clean up your act in the, in the, in the uh, cosmetic uh, arena. So um, it's harder to do in certain areas like color cosmetics, although much easier now, but mainly the hair color and the perfume and the nail polishes are the only areas that still really leave any challenge, but not for the informed. Uh, and so before Stacy comes on in the next segment, and Stacy again, she is the author of Not Just a Pretty Face, uh, and uh, it is uh, a book about the ugly side of big beauty. She is also a co-founder of the Safe Campaign, or the Campaign for Safe Cosmetics, uh, uh, which is a, uh, an organization under the Environmental Working Group, and she has been an amazing activist. So you're going to hear more in-depth uh, things that she covers, uh, from uh, you know the pink rib ribbon campaigns to uh, nanotechnology uh, and, and pending regulation, which we'll really get into in-depth. But first, still in my effort to sort of prime you on the subject, uh, I want to get into a little bit of the different areas of danger. And uh, we, again, we'll talk about this with Stacy, but of real concern is the hormonal effects of some of these ingredients. You might have heard of phthalates. You might have heard of, um, of uh, xenoestrogens. Or um, these are estrogen mimics that are in, in, you know, just ubiquitous in cosmetics. And so these are things that you want to watch out for. The other thing you want to watch out for is um, there are contaminants and byproducts from the combinations of chemicals used in synthetic cosmetics, and they might form cancer-causing agents like nitrosamines, uh, which can be formed uh, just in, in baby bath products, for example. Um, there are ingredients like formaldehyde that are in most perfumes. Uh, formaldehyde can be found in most perfumed cosmetics, definitely in nail polish. And so this is something that's not listed on the label. And so um, I would like for you to just start thinking about these things. And uh, in the last segment, I'm not sure Stacy will be able, to be able to stay with us, but I'm going to go through a list of red flag ingredients because it might be a little overwhelming 
to hear everything that we're going to have to say on the subject. Uh, and you might just want to know a take-home little list so that you don't feel like you have to go out and buy a industrial cosmetic ingredients list and bring it to the health food store or uh, certainly to your regular grocery store if that's where you get cosmetics, which I want to discourage you from doing that. Uh, so we'll have these red flag ingredients uh, at the end of the hour uh, so that you can take home a list of things that you really just want to have with you and avoid when you're buying your cosmetics. Uh, now, I want to talk a little bit about perfume, which we've uh, touched on in previous shows. Uh, these are, again, one of the top problem cosmetics in terms of safety. We have um, upwards of 200 to 300 or more cosmetic uh, ingredients that are, are perfume ingredients that are able to be used in perfumes. And so um, it was a study done by Samuel Epstein, MD, who is a professor of environmental medicine at the University of Illinois School of Public Health in Chicago, uh, that did an analysis of hot designer perfumes and found this to be true, that all of them contained known carcinogens, neurotoxins, and air pollutants. And so uh, it's important to know uh, that if something lists fragrance at all, that you really need to, uh, to take extra care. Um, there is a threshold principle, something to keep in mind. Uh, and I learned this personally um, with my experience with nail polish. Uh, the threshold principle uh, that I discuss in my book, The Truth About Beauty, is uh, the fact that you may not react to a chemical all your life until years later. You might not react until you are, oh, you know, 35, and all of a sudden you have strange reactions to things uh, like your nail polish. And so uh, this is something that, uh, that, that many of you listening might have experienced. Suddenly you're allergic to a lot of things. This happened to me with nail polish. Believe it or not, things like the formaldehyde we were talking about will collect in the fatty tissue in the body. And once there's been enough of a, um, of a collection of these chemicals, you will start to exhibit threshold responses. And if you are a person who is environmentally sensitive, let's say you walk into a department store where everyone is spraying these perfumes, uh, you might just be one of those people who's already reached your threshold for toxic buildup. And so this is something to, um, to just keep in mind as you uh, continue down either the path you're on or you create a new path. Um, and so I want to encourage you to check out my book, The Truth About Beauty. It has an encyclopedic uh, section in uh, the section of the book called The Makeupless Makeover that really does run down it with uh, comprehensively what you really need to look for. And uh, there's also another concept that I wanted to leave you with before we end this segment and, and begin our time with Stacy. And that is, I talk about the process of shedding uh, in my book. And the process of shedding is really this process of giving yourself sanctuary from harm. And so much of the harm, you know, I talk about things like how we're exposed to sugar and how um, we might, you know, be hurting ourselves with the beverages we drink in the morning and the sugar that we eat. Well, another part of that bombardment and that sanctuary that we want to put up for ourselves, 
uh, to avoid uh, just furthering the harm and, and stopping this path of reacting and reeling to constant assaults is getting rid of the external chemical assaults uh, and finding a way to give yourself sanctuary from these things. And so you're going to know by the end of this hour exactly how to do that. When we come back, Stacy Malkin, author of, uh, of the, the uh, uh, Not Just a Pretty Face, excuse me. Uh, and I look forward to having her so we can really delve into dangerous beauty. This is part two. This is the Cat James Show, and we'll be right back. I know, you gave up using soap on your face years ago. And that's smart because most soaps are drying and inactive on the skin. But Sunshine Botanicals just raise the bar to achieve results no soap ever has. Introducing Raise the Bar Brightening Cleansing Bar. This non-soap treatment bar with active skin lighteners is a truly enlightening cleansing experience that makes dull or discolored complexions brighter, even before you apply serums or moisturizers. Looks like a soap, but instead of dulling detergents, Raise the Bar Brightening Bar is made up entirely of potent, lightening, and cellular defense cosmeceuticals such as glucosamine and L-arbutin. You'll see instant and long-term brightening and environmental repair without chemicals or perfumes. Enlighten your cleansing routine with Raise the Bar from Sunshine Botanicals, winner of the Beauty with a Conscience Award from Natural Solutions Magazine. Mention the Cat James Show and save 10%. Plus, receive our facial cleansing brushes your gift free. Call 866-907-9546 or visit sunshinebotanicals.com. Is your body missing something? Our bodies know when we're not getting enough omega-3s from our diets. And if you're missing out on omega-3s, you're probably also missing out on things like better moods, more comfortable joints, healthier skin, and much more. Thousands of studies now show the multitasking health benefits of omega-3s for everything from heart, brain, joint, and metabolic health to improving immunity and the body's response to stress. Studies also show that the best source of omega-3s is a fish oil supplement. I'm Kat James, and for me, everything changed when I started taking fish oil. I'm a true believer in the power of fish oil and in the purity and environmental dedication of Nordic Naturals. Their patented processing technology ensures industry-leading purity and freshness and a clean, fruity taste. Get the omega-3s you're missing with Nordic Naturals' complete line of award-winning fish oils for adults, children, and pets. Learn more at nordicnaturals.com. Hi, I'm Kat James, author of The Truth About Beauty. For weeks, you've heard me stress the importance of probiotics to your health and beauty transformation Healthy inner ecology gives new meaning to the term inner beauty and is critical to your digestion, looks, and immune health. How do you get your inner ecology humming? Start with a quality daily probiotic to balance your good versus bad bacteria. My favorite, Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics 12 Plus. It's fermented for three years using 12 strains of living bacteria, including the powerful TH10 strain. It even helps your body produce its own unique strains of good bacteria. I've recommended Dr. O'Hara for years and seen some amazing benefits in myself and in my program attendees who use it daily. Take your inner beauty to the next level. Get Dr. O'Hara's Probiotics 12 Plus today at Vitamin Shop and other health stores or online at probiotics12.com. This product has not been evaluated by the FDA and is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Results may vary. Welcome back to the Cat James Show. Uh, we are in part two of my Dangerous Beauty 
Time to Clean Up Our Act a series. And I'm happy to have Stacy Malkin, author of Not Just a Pretty Face uh, and uh, co-founder of the Campaign for Safe Cosmetics. And uh, let me tell you a little bit more about Stacy. She is um, a, an amazing mover and shaker in this whole arena, not just uh, the cosmetics industry, transforming the cosmetics industry, but also healthcare. Um, she is also the communications director of Healthcare Without Harm and a media strategist and, like I said, co-founding member of Campaign for Safe Cosmetics, a national coalition working to eliminate hazardous chemicals from personal care products. Stacy is also a former journalist and newspaper publisher, longtime environmental health advocate, and she lives in San Francisco Bay Area. And uh, welcome, Stacy. So great to have you on. Thanks for having me, Kat. I'm thrilled to be here. Now, I uh, just started off uh, sort of priming our listeners listeners in the last segment uh, just with the concept of thinking differently um, as they transform their lives, maybe gain green awareness and start to uh, be probably, uh, after listening to my show, of course, more health conscious, uh, that for many people, the final frontier is truly cleaning up their act in terms of what they use externally. And uh, my listeners are pretty savvy. All of you out there I know have done a lot of reading on this type of subject. You're not new to it. Um, but I, uh, in looking at your book, uh, Not Just a Pretty Face, and, and you can learn more about it, everybody, at notjustaprettyface.org. Uh, and uh, it just it struck me that there that you think you can know a lot and there's always more to learn. And uh, so I, I, I'm going to be uh, pretty excited to hear you just expound on some of the things that I've already read in your book. So talking about um, regulation, for example, can you uh, help us understand where regulation falls short and maybe what disparity there is between uh, what we all assume is being checked out? for the things that we are putting on our bodies? Well, most people do assume that if a product is on the shelves, somebody's making sure it's safe. I hear that again and again, that people are shocked to find out that there's no safety testing required whatsoever for cosmetic products on the shelves or for the chemicals in them. Um, and so it's, it's, that's, first of all, an outrageous thing. Um, another thing many people are not aware of is that all of the chemicals inside a product are not listed on the label. So we're finding consistently um, toxic chemicals that are not on the label but are in products, um, such as phthalates, um, which is a chemical linked to reproductive birth defects that is found very frequently in fragrances, and also contaminants such as formaldehyde and 1,4-dioxane are quite common. And we recently found them in baby products and bubble baths and even Johnson's Baby shampoo, the iconic pure and gentle product, was contaminated with two carcinogens, um, formaldehyde and 1,4-dioxane. So there are very few um, controls over the cosmetics industry in the United States. Other countries are much further ahead. Um, in Europe, they've banned 1,100 chemicals uh, from cosmetics. Canada is doing some similar work. And the U.S., we're just very far behind. Um, it's legal to use nearly any chemical in personal care products in unlimited amounts and without any required safety testing. Amazing. Absolutely. Um, now, you know, people who have certainly uh, at least heard about the lipstick scare and the lead in lipstick, um, can you give us a little, uh, a little bit about that? Sure. In fact, I can give you an exclusive um, 
story about that, which I just found out about this morning, which is that the FDA mm-hmm. finally published its own lead and lipstick study two years after uh, agreeing to do so. And they actually found much higher levels of lead in lipstick than we found at the campaign in 2007. We conducted a study wow. and we found lead in, 33, uh, in 61% of 33 lipsticks that we tested. Um, and mm-hmm. so the FDA found lead in all of the samples that they tested. They were using a new analytical method, um, but they found that some companies were, had consistently much higher levels of lead in their products. Now, they did not release which brands they tested, though, uh, which is a big problem. I, I'm one of these people who believe that a government study funded by public money should actually be released to the public in full mm-hmm. uh, and in a timely mm-hmm. manner. So I have some problems with FDA about how all of this went down. In fact, I found out about their study today from a reporter who found out about it from an industry press release. So mm-hmm. despite wow. the fact that we've been corresponding for three years with FDA about this topic, uh, they didn't bother to tell us that their study was published. So Now you do, you do a report, Stacy, a not-too-pretty report. Can you tell me about that? Well, my, my blog, notToopretty.org, um, and it um, basically just talks about you know, the recent science and uh, debates that are happening in the world of cosmetic safety. Um, and you know, in the book, I tell uh, a lot of stories about what I call the ugly side of the beauty industry. That's the subtitle of the book. Um, the, the research that we've done to look for toxic chemicals and products to analyze uh, the industry in a way that it's never been looked at before. And what we see through all that research is that, unfortunately, most conventional personal care products are made from petrochemicals, some of which are toxic, um, and many of the products are using the same toxic chemicals again and again and again. Um, and we're being repeatedly exposed to these chemicals in low levels. Uh, the companies don't disagree, by the way, that some of the chemicals they're using are toxic, but they say, well, it's just a little bit of, you know, a little bit of lead in the lipstick, a little bit of carcinogen mm-hmm. in the baby shampoo. Right. Um, but the same carcinogens, formaldehyde, 1,4-dioxane, are found in bubble baths, body washes, baby soaps, mm-hmm. uh, lotions, diaper wipes, a whole range of products that are advertised as pure and gentle for baby. Mm-hmm. And it's just not the yep. case. Yep. Um, and now uh, there are a lot of other issues. I mean, um, if someone, let's say someone is getting ready to have, uh, to conceive, you know, they're interested in starting a family. Um, you know, it, I'm, it's obvious, you know, and the two of us know the fertility impact this can have. Can you expound on that a little? Sure. Two problems there. The first, as you mentioned, the fertility impact, and we do see evidence that male reproductive health has been declining, sperm counts have been dropping, um, and there appears to be increasing incidence of infertility even among young couples. Um, so it's, hard, it's getting harder to get pregnant. And the other concern with pregnant women, of course, is that a developing fetus is the most vulnerable to the effect of toxic chemicals. And I mentioned earlier phthalates, and those are chemicals that have been very well studied in literally hundreds of animal studies consistently showing that males exposed while in the womb um, develop problem, develop um, birth defects of the penis and other problems with the male reproductive system. They see testicular tumors and um, infertility mm-hmm. problems when the animals are exposed in the womb. And so, you know, we found that these phthalates were in 70% of 
beauty products that we tested, including shampoos and hair gels and deodorants. And some people said to me at that time, well, if these chemicals impact males primarily, then why do we have to worry about them being in products used (laughs) by women? And the first time somebody asked me that, I thought, are you serious? But then several people asked, and I realized, okay, I have to answer this question and say, well, because males come from the bodies of women, and if we want to be protecting children from toxic chemicals, then we need to be protecting, as a baseline, women of childbearing age. And really, that means all women, women who could be, might someday want to become pregnant. Absolutely. Um, now, uh, another area is preservatives. Um, we both know there's some hopeful changes happening and uh, lots more even uh, into the mainstream or mass market cosmetic industry starting to look at botanical preservative systems. Um, tell me first some of the dangers you've seen and uh, some of the hopeful information, the hopeful trends. Good question. Yeah, preservatives are a big challenge for the beauty industry. Um, And some of the problems with traditional preservatives, um, one of the most commonly used preservatives is parabens. And you'll find parabens in so many products, and you'll find multiple parabens in so many products. Um, And those are uh, estrogenic. They can act like estrogen in the body, and they're classified as hormone disruptors by the beauty industry itself. And there's been a lot of public awareness about parabens. Uh, And the companies, again, say with just a little bit of parabens. But actually, when I looked back at all the products I was using as a teen, I found out I was exposing myself to 26 parabens a day, you know, just in the morning Mm -hmm. before getting on the school bus. So that's the the huge extent to which they're used in products. Um, The other problematic um, category of preservatives is the formaldehyde releasers. So chemicals Mm -hmm. like quaternium-15, which you'll find in all Johnson's baby products, um, it's a a very sensitizing chemical in and of itself, and it also releases formaldehyde, which is an allergen and a carcinogen, Um, and other ones called things like diazidil and urea or anything with urea. Those are the formaldehyde releasers. So those are problematic. Now, the good news is, as you said, many natural products companies have figured this out. They've figured out how to make well-preserved products without either of those categories, you know, using other combinations of chemicals, also using uh, different kinds of packaging, and, and, and you know, d- the ingredient combinations in the products are creating um, excellent preservative systems. So, you Absolutely. know, basically the, it's been figured out, and as you said, um, very accurately, the big companies are starting to look at it. You know, I think they're way behind the curve, and they need to be making the changes now instead of continuing to study uh, because it's already Absolutely. being done. So, yeah, so we want right. to see Johnson's Baby Shampoo get out of Quaternium 15 um, and get that chemical out of all the baby products they're making. Absolutely. Um, when we come back, I would love to get into nanoparticles, um, more about how we accumulate these things, uh, some about uh, information about the organi- organizations you're involved in, where people can go to research the ingredients of the products that they have. So everyone, that's what we're going to cover when we come back. In the meantime, if you have a question about cosmetic ingredients and safety of what you're using on your body, call us at 425 373 5527. If you're in Western Washington, you can call us toll free at 888-298-5563. This is the Cat James Show. If you missed any of it, visit thecatjamesshow.com. We'll be right back. 